ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فيا عباد الله أو سابنس الله الله سبحانه وتعالى has informed us in the Quran that we must constantly seek his aid and assistance we must constantly and always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for aid and assistance in all of what we do. And if you notice in Surah Al-Fatiha, that is exactly what you say when you say, Iyaka na'abudu wa Iyaka nasta'een, that you alone we worship, and you alone we seek aid and assistance from because a person is weak otherwise there is no strength that you have otherwise you have no strength no might no power no ability except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you constantly make dua, asking for help and assistance and aid from Allah. You alone we worship and you alone we seek the aid and assistance from. And that is in fact the meaning of Bismillah, when you do something and you begin by saying Bismillah in the name of Allah, then the meaning of that is Al-Isti'ana, Al-Ba'ulil-Isti'ana, Bismillah, meaning that I start in the name of Allah seeking aid and assistance from Allah.
in whatever it is you are about to do. Bismillahi aktub, Bismillah, and then whatever affair it is in the name of Allah, I am going to write in the name of Allah, I am going to do this or that. It means that you are seeking aid and assistance from Allah in whatever it is you are going to do. And that is why in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned an advice and he said, That if you seek aid and assistance, then seek it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not seek it from others besides Allah in an affair that only Allah can aid you in. If it is something that only Allah can aid you in, then do not seek that aid and assistance from others as people mistakenly do. They go to the graves of the dead asking them for aid and assistance, making dua to them for aid and assistance. They go to the shrines, to the adriha, and to the graves and the tombs of the dead. And they say, these are the awliyaullah. They are the friends of Allah, the pious. And so they seek aid and assistance from them. And that is wrong. And it is haram and it is shirk to be seeking aid and assistance from the dead in their graves. That is not from the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad Rather, he warned against that, warned against calling upon the deceased and calling upon others besides Allah, even his own grave. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam even about his own grave he said do not call upon him and make it a regular place where you come and you schedule and you visit and you call do not make my grave an Eid and the meaning of an Eid is where you go regularly and repetitively and you make schedules like the people they do. Every day after Fajr we must go, every day after Asr we must go, every week after Jumu'ah we must go, they say. And they go there seeking some type of barakah and seeking aid and assistance from the messenger, pointing towards the grave making dua. And it is false, it is impermissible. Your dua is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. You seek aid and assistance from Allah alone, not from anyone else, not even from the grave of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is why the Salaf, they used to dislike that anyone makes dua next to the grave of the Prophet 
even if they were facing the Kaaba making dua to Allah. Because other people might see that and think that they need to make dua next to the grave of the messenger. And they may think some bad things that you can maybe get barakah there and your dua will be answered there. And you can be near the messenger when doing it. People may think things that are not from the sunnah. And so some of the salaf they used to dislike standing near the grave making dua, even if you're facing the qibla. They would say stand somewhere else so that you do not open up the door to the people thinking that there is some barakah to be next to the grave. As some of the people they go there and they want to wipe their hands next to the walls around the grave of the messenger believing there is barakah. This is not from the religion of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obligated upon us Tawheed, singling out Allah alone with worship, making our dua to Allah alone, seeking aid and assistance in all of our affairs, in your affairs of studying, in talab al-ilm, in your ibadah, in your worship, in your other worldly matters, you may be engaged in something. You seek aid and assistance from Allah always. And it is not befitting. It is not good that somebody forgets to make dua. And that a believer forgets to make dua. And he does not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help and aid and assistance in his affairs. Rather, Allah has commanded us to make dua to him and to ask him for what we need. And Allah told us that he is close and answers the dua of the one who calls upon him. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِي إِذَا دَعَانِ Allah mentioned to us that he is close and he answers the dua of the one who calls upon him. So remember, O servants of Allah, we are weak and we do not have any ability ourselves. We do not have our own power and strength and might. Rather, what we have, it is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a person remembers his weakness before his Lord and therefore raises his hands in dua, asking for aid and assistance in all of your affairs for indeed otherwise if a person is left to himself then you will be destroyed and you will be lost if you are left to yourself alone without the help and assistance of Allah then you will not have any success in any of your affairs you will be destroyed and lost so be aware of that and be constant consistent upon your dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of your affairs for success in this world and in the afterlife for your families and your children and your offspring to be upon righteousness, upon Quran, upon Sunnah. <coughs>
الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله We now understand and we recognize how important it is to constantly return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the greatest affair, the greatest thing that you can ask for is guidance to the truth, guidance to be upon the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be practicing and implementing the Qur'an and the Sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ left behind for us. Because without that, then what success can you expect? Without the Qur'an and the Sunnah, there is no success. Without the Qur'an and the Sunnah, then what will your accountability be on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? We will be tested upon our practice of the religion. As Allah informed us, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah created death and life to test you. Which of you will be the best in your actions? So this life is a test. It is an examination upon us. How will we live our lives? Will we be upon obedience and worship to Allah? Will we fulfill our five daily prayers? Will we stay away from the haram? This is the test of this world. And that is what you will be examined upon in the afterlife. And so the Muwahidun, the people of Tawheed, they will enter paradise and the mushrikun those upon shirk will enter hellfire and those upon righteousness and goodness will find a good accountability on that day but those who are upon haram constantly engaging in haram actions every day in various forms and types Perhaps they abandon the obligations even. Perhaps they do not even pray their five prayers. Then all of this will be recorded against you. It will all be written and registered. And on Yawmul Qiyamah, those accounts will be brought out. And every individual will be given his test upon what he did in this world. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ told us, Three things. Follow the deceased person to his grave, his family, his wealth, and his actions. Two of them, they come back. His family and his wealth, they will come back after he is buried. And only his actions will stay with him. Your deeds, what you did in this world, that will stay with you in your grave. And that is what you will be resurrected upon. So be aware of that, O servants of Allah. Seek aid and assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your obedience and worship of Allah. Seek aid and assistance from Allah in implementing the Qur'an and the Sunnah so that we may be from the successful in this world and in particular 
be from the successful in the afterlife. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد أقم الصلاة.